0: Welcome to Uncomplicating Weight Loss and Life. I'm your host, Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, certified life coach, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help high achieving boss women lose their weight for the last damn time and up level their lives. When it comes to your health, weight loss, and this thing called life, I'm not saying it'll always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. In today's episode, I'm going to walk you through my six step process for creating New Year's resolutions. Now, this can apply to any goals at any time of the year, so it doesn't matter if you're listening to this episode in real time or in June. This will all still be very relevant. I know that New Year's resolutions often get a bad rap because for a lot of us, We've either come up with the same resolutions over and over again and failed at them every year for the past decade or two or three. (laughs) And it's caused us to feel burned out or just disillusioned with the idea of setting resolutions. So, if every new year for the past five to 10 years, you've resolved to finally start working out every day or finally start waking up at 5 a.m. or finally start reading a new book every month and you haven't been able to stick to it past the annual Quitter's Day, which is I think what the second or third Friday of January, it makes a lot of sense if you want to avoid hopping on the New Year's resolution wagon. Here's the thing that I want to start with. A lot of the goals and resolutions that we try to come up with are simply unrealistic. Like saying you're going to wake up at 5 a.m. every day starting in January, but your normal wake up time is 9 a.m. That's going to be hard. If your goals are based on or driven by deprivation, like not drinking ever again, or shame and criticism, like setting a goal to work out every day because you hate your body, you're gonna be relying on willpower and motivation, which are limited resources. This is how you set yourself up to fail before you even start. It's important to remember how our brain works. Our brain has a natural tendency to wanna keep things safe and comfortable. And that's great for keeping us alive. But it's the opposite of change and growth. That's why so many of us try to avoid setting goals and resolutions. Our brain literally does not want to do anything that seems hard or uncomfortable. Your brain wants to stay in the familiar consistency. It likes monotony. And here's the thing, just because it's familiar and consistent does not mean That it's good for you. Hating your body can be familiar and consistent to your brain. Overeating can be familiar and consistent to your brain. Overdrinking can be familiar and consistent to your brain. Binging on cookies can be familiar and consistent to your brain. Being miserable can be familiar and consistent to your brain. Staying stuck can be familiar and consistent to your brain. Isn't that some bullshit? Mental and emotional suffering does not outweigh the desire for safety, stability, comfort, and consistency that our brain wants. No wonder so many people are resistant to goals and resolutions. It's normal human nature. But this goes completely against what our prefrontal cortex, our higher thinking brain, wants. And that is where the tug of war happens in our mind. The higher thinking part of the brain wants to have loving, healthy relationships, wants to feel well in our body, wants to feel strong and confident, wants to do meaningful work, wants to be stylish, wants to have success. The reason that we don't have the life that matches what we want is not because we're not deserving of it. It's not because we're broken. It's not because something's gone wrong. Our brains are simply prioritizing safety and stability because that is what the default operating system is, even if it makes you miserable. That's why having goals and resolutions are actually important. The purpose of a goal or resolution is to bridge the gap between what your brain wants to do, if left to its own devices, and the life that you actually want to live and need your brain to get on board to create. This is how we bring our lives into alignment with our values and our true desires. Goals and resolutions are a tool that we use to counteract the tendency to just get by, treading water, being bored at best, or resigning ourselves to perpetually suffering. I'll never forget this moment. It was so powerful and literally changed my life. Two years ago, my life coach at the time asked me, Why do you keep choosing to suffer? And my automatic response was, because it's all I've ever known. I wasn't even thinking that suffering was a choice. I was so used to it. I just thought that suffering was an inherent part of me and I just had to live with it like a chronic disease. And deep down inside, I believed that I deserved it. But suffering was in fact a choice. And in that moment, I chose to stop. And I had to choose to stop believing that there was something so wrong with me that I deserved it because that was not true. See, our brain will always default to what's easiest, which is keeping things the same and expending as little energy as possible. So your goals and resolutions act as a signpost to where you want to go. It's alerting your brain. It's saying, hey, brain, we're going in a different direction. And your brain doesn't want to because change doesn't feel easy. And the brain wants easy. So your goals and resolutions help you to operationalize your values so that they can align with who you want to become, with future you. Setting resolutions on December 31st helps for a few reasons. Humans need structure and need rituals to help organize our sense of time, since time is a made-up construct. So it helps to create structure around the experience, since we're all transitioning from one year to another. There's also the cultural momentum since everyone else is doing it. And our primitive brain likes to be part of a group or a tribe because it feels safer that way. So that's just another reason why it's important to set goals and resolutions. Now I'm going to walk you through my six step process for setting intentional resolutions that don't come from a place of deprivation, shame, Or self criticism, like a lot of the traditional resolutions that we normally think of tend to do. As you know by now, we don't do deprivation over here. We do everything with intention. So I want you to grab a pen and a notebook because I'm going to list out each step for you. First thing you're going to do is your yearly rewind. So this is your year in review, it's your own version of Spotify Unwrapped which by the way, I've been meaning to give a shout out to my number one listener, according to Spotify. Her name is Eve. Special shout out to Miss Eve Marie. Marie is also my middle name. I think I told her this. Um, Okay, so back to resolutions. We're gonna do your year in review. There are two ways that you can do this, either month by month or quarterly. So you're gonna write down at least one win, something that went well, and one loss, one L, something that didn't go well. And I want you to write how you felt about each. Tapping into your feelings will help you to get out of your mind. The better that you are at feeling, the easier it will be for you to change your thoughts and change your life. There is no feeling you cannot feel. You have managed to feel every single feeling that you have felt up until now in your life. It might feel very uncomfortable. There's nothing you cannot feel, even the most painful of feelings. Ask me how I know. But it's important that you give equal airtime to both your wins and your losses. This is a game changer. This is how you avoid repeating the same mistakes over and over again. So I recently did this exercise with my business And I did it quarterly. What were my wins for each quarter? What were my losses for each quarter? So that going into the new year, I know what I should not repeat. And I know what I need to really double down on. Step number two is the life wheel. You can Google the life wheel and you'll easily find them. If you're a client of mine, it will be in the new portal. And we'll work through this together the first week of January. Essentially, the life wheel is going to help you figure out where you are and where you want to be. The main categories, I believe there's usually 10 categories. It's money, health, relationships, career or business, romance, spirituality, personal development, financial and social. For each category, you're going to rate where you currently are on a scale of one to 10 10 being exactly where you want to be, and 1 being you need a lot of help in this category. So for example, on a scale of 1 to 10, where are you in your health? Let's say you rated a 5. Now you're going to write down what would make it a 10. If your health was a 10 out of 10, what would that look like? What is the main thought you would think about your health if you were rating it a 10 out of 10? What feeling would you feel when you thought that? And then what actions would you take or not take from that feeling? This is exactly how you're going to start formulating your goals. Let me give you an example. Let's say with the health one. Say you rate your health a 5 out of 10. What would make it a 10 would be losing 15 pounds without having to follow a strict diet, having more energy throughout the day, not being compelled to eat when you're bored or stressed, and being comfortable wearing a bikini for your vacation in July when you're gonna go to Jamaica with your partner. Now, what is the main thought you would need to think The main thought would be something like, I have all the tools and support I need to lose 15 pounds. Now, what feeling does that thought create for you? Let's say confidence. What actions do you take or not take from the feeling of confidence? So, say for example, when I'm feeling confident, In the thought that I have all the tools and support I need to lose 15 pounds, what I do is I follow the plan that I've set. I reach out for help when I need it. I drink enough water every day. I don't snack in between meals. I practice flexible intermittent fasting. I don't eat foods that make me feel bad. I don't skip my workouts that I've committed to doing even when I don't want to wake up in the morning, even when I'm tired, even when I'm having a bad day. And it just goes on from there. You just list all the actions. You're going to do this for each of the 10 categories, unless you're at a 10 out of 10 for it. For example, you might be a 10 out of 10 in your relationships or in your spirituality or your finances. And that just means those categories are not relevant for your resolutions. You can always replace them with different categories. Step three, identifying your core values. This step is important because we want to anchor our resolutions to our core values. By identifying our core values, we can begin to design a life that is in better alignment with who we want to be. Your values are for you and you are the only one who can identify your values. No one else can and no one else should. So you're going to pick between three to five. For example, some of my values are authenticity, beauty, excellence, integrity, and resourcefulness. And for each of these, write down three actions that define what it would mean for you to live these values. And then I want you to write down one current behavior of yours that does not reflect each of your top three to five values. Let's say one of your values um, is optimism. You value optimism, but you tend to worry a lot about the future. Well, there's a misalignment there. So when you look at those behaviors, we're going to categorize them as unwanted behaviors. And it's important that we know what we don't want so that we can become clear about what we do want. So you don't want to be a person that worries if it's going to be in misalignment with a value that you want to have of being optimistic. Okay, so then step four, you're going to write down who do you have to become in order to change your life and achieve your goals? What would you be like if you started behaving in alignment with who you want to be? And then step five, you're going to write down all the things that you want to create in the next 12 months. And I want you to think of it from a place of possibility. What would I want to create if I knew that it was a foregone conclusion? If I knew that the answer would be yes. That is the lens that I want you to use as you're writing down all the things you want to create in the new year. And step six, you're going to create a new neural pathway for when your brain tries to pull you back into comfort and safety. This is something that I call clearing the screen. It's a repetitive thought pattern interrupter. You're going to want to put this word on a sticky note or somewhere that you can see it often because this is the word that you're going to repeat to yourself over and over and over again to clear the screen and get back on track. My word is recenter. When my thoughts start to spin out, and they do quite often, I just repeat to myself over and over: recenter, recenter, recenter. You can choose a word like redirect, align, realign, control-alt-delete, whatever works. Once you've done all six steps, you will have your aligned and intentional resolutions for the year. By doing this exercise, you will find that your resolutions are not going to be coming from a place of negative emotion, from a feeling of, I need to fix this thing about me. And instead, they're going to come from a place of aligned inspiration because you know that each step you take forward is getting you closer to the version of yourself that you want to become the version of yourself that you're proud of for pushing past the discomfort and for growing and evolving. Happy new year, my friends. That is all for today. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. To learn more about how to work with me, go to eva.fiz and click on the work with me button. While you're there, be sure to check out my free weight loss resources so that you can get a jumpstart on your journey. I'll see you there.